The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of myself and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by this podcasting platform. The following content is controversial and might be disturbing for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. At approximately 2.30 today, an individual who the mayor stated is not from this area and is from hours away, drove to the Buffalo Went to 1275 Jefferson Avenue to the Tops Market. He exited his vehicle. He was very heavily armed. He had tactical gear. He had a tactical helmet on. He had a camera that he was live streaming what he was doing. The individual exited his car and engaged four individuals. He shot four people in the parking lot. Three of those were deceased. One individual uh, at this time is surviving the injury. The individual went inside, as I said, he's an 18-year-old white male, walked into the store and began engaging customers inside the store. One of the individuals inside the store is the security guard, a beloved security guard, who is a retired Buffalo police officer, a hero in our eyes, engaged the suspect, fired multiple shots, struck the suspect, but because he had heavily armed, uh, armored plating on, uh, that bullet had no round. The suspect engaged our retired officer, and he was ultimately uh, shot and deceased at the scene. He continued to work his way through the store. Um, ultimately, um, he worked his way back towards the front of the store. Buffalo police immediately respond, engage the suspect in the uh, vestibule of the store. And at that point, the suspect put the gun to his own neck. Buffalo police personnel, two patrol officers, uh, talked the suspect into dropping the gun. He dropped the gun, took off some of his tactical gear, surrendered at that point, and he was let outside, um, put in a police car and transported to Buffalo police headquarters. So as we said, a total of 13 people were shot today. 10 deceased at the scene and three sustained um, non-life-threatening injuries. It appears to be non-life-threatening injuries at that point. Uh, four in total were store employees. One of those was the security guard who has worked at that location for a very long time. Um, and, uh, you know, many officers are on scene here, knew him quite well. And uh, the rest of the victims are customers of the store. Hey guys, and welcome to episode four of season two. Now today, guys, I want to do something a little bit different. Due to the recent devastating events that took place on May 14, 2022, I think it's imperative that I take the time out to send my love and my prayers to the families of the 10 lives that were taken and the community of Buffalo, New York, who experienced a traumatic, traumatic, traumatic event and loss of several amazing people. Aaron Slater Jr., 55, was a retired Buffalo police officer. Ruth Whitfield, 86, was the mother of a retired fire commissioner. Pearl Young, 77, ran a food pantry. Catherine Kate Massey, Massey, 72, was a civil rights and education advocate. Roberta Dury, 32, was a vibrant personality that was said to light up the room when she entered it. Hayward Patterson, 67, was a deacon at a Buffalo church. Chelstine Cheney, 65, a single mom and a soup manufacturer. Andre McNeil, 53, was actually visiting from out of town, picking up a surprise birthday cake from the market. Geraldine Taylor, 62, was an executive assistant, but was known for her famous cheesecake. And Marquise Morrison, 52, was the father of three. 
Now, if you guys have been hiding under a rock, which I'm quite sure you have not, and you don't know what's going on and what happened yesterday, um, yesterday, an 18-year-old man who allegedly shot and killed 10 people in Buffalo Saturday afternoon was motivated by hate, authority said, targeting a supermarket in the heart of a predominantly Black community. 11 of the 13 people shot by the white suspect at the Tops Friends Friendly Market were Black, officials said. Among the victims who ranged in ages from 20 to 86 were people doing grocery shopping, a heroic former police officer who tried to stop the gunman, a long-term substitute teacher, and a taxi driver who took pride in helping people. The U.S. Department of Justice is investigating the shooting as a hate crime and an act of racially motivated, violent extremism, according to a statement from the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland. Peyton of Conkin, New York, was charged with first-degree murder Saturday, Erie County District Attorney John J. Flynn stated in a news release, he has pled not guilty. It is also said that he plans to continue his rampage. Authorities say when the suspect arrived at the store around 2.30 p.m., he was heavily armed, wearing tactical gear, a helmet, and a camera that was live-streaming his actions. The suspect used an assault weapon, Flynn said, during a news conference. The suspect shot four people outside the grocery store, three fatally, Flynn said in a news release. When he entered the store, he exchanged fire with an armed security guard who authorities said was a retired Buffalo police officer. The security guard died of his injuries. The suspect shot eight more people in the store, six of whom died, the release said. Confronted by police, the suspected shooter took off some of his tactical gear and surrendered per Buffalo police. Now, the suspect planned to continue his shooting rampage beyond the top supermarket, Buffalo Police Commissioner said on Monday morning. Some documentation he allegedly planned to target another large superstore. There was evidence that was uncovered that he had plans had he gotten out of here to continue his rampage and continue shooting people said the commissioner on monday to cnn he even spoken about possibly going to another store the suspect made very disturbing statements describing his motives and state of mind following his arrest an official familiar with the investigation told CNN. The official said the statements made after the arrest were clear and filled with hate toward the Black community. The alleged shooter made it known he was targeting the Black community during the statements, according to the official. There was also some form of documentation that talked about dwindling size of white population. Investigators are going through an 180-page document posted online for clues, Flynn said. Officials have described this document as a manifesto. And if you guys aren't familiar with a manifesto, it's basically a written statement declaring publicly the intentions, the motives, and the views of the actual author. We are obviously going 
through that with a fine tooth comb and reviewing that for all evidence that may lead us to besides the manifesto itself, the DA told CNN on Sunday afternoon. The document independently obtained by CNN shortly after the attack and before the authorities released the suspect's name is allegedly written by the person claiming to be Peyton confessing to the attack. The author attributes the internet for most of his beliefs and describes himself as a fascist and white supremacist and an anti-Semite. The author brought ammo for some time but didn't get serious about the planning of the attack until January, per the document. The author also writes about his perceptions of the dwindling size of the white population and claims of ethnic and cultural replacement of whites. According to the document, the suspect allegedly chose to attack the Tops Friendly Market store in Buffalo because it was a majority black zip code within driving distance of where he lived, and he researched what time it would be the busiest. The zip code that includes the store is 14208, which is 78% black, the highest percentage of a black population of any zip code in upstate New York, per the U.S. Census Bureau 2020 American Community Survey. I actually watched this video. My best friend sent it to me, and I want to say I got through all of maybe five seconds. Within five seconds, I experienced hate, yes, hate, hate of hatred. I experienced sadness, anger. Um, I went through a lot in five seconds. I went through a lot in five seconds um, due to this heinous act. And um, as you know, when he went to court yesterday, he pled not guilty. But his charges are first was one count of first degree murder. If he's convicted, he will be sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. It's a possibility that there may be more charges. The U.S. attorney is working closely with law enforcement into potential terrorism and hate crime charges. He will return to court May 19th for his felony hearing. Um, and guys, that is why I decided to dedicate this episode to the victims and everybody that was affected yesterday. I'm tired. I'm tired. I could not find myself to talk about love, relationships, marriage, advice, the prison system, nothing, nothing. I wanted to talk about this. This is something that is extremely important. It's almost as if we are suffering on a regular basis from PTSD, we continuously see these things play out on TV. We continuously um, are watching these acts full of hate and it's just so tiresome. And so I wanted to take the time today to talk about this, to um, pay my respects and send my love and my prayers to those who were affected, the victims, the ones who were, who witnessed it, the community, um, everybody, everybody. And I thank you guys for tuning in. I thank you guys for joining me. I thank you guys for continuously uh, supporting this podcast. And I hope you guys will continue to tune in throughout this episode. Again, this is episode four of season two. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was pure evil. 
It was straight up racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of our community, outside of the city of good neighbors, as the mayor said, coming into our community and trying to inflict that evil upon us. Having a spouse incarcerated isn't easy. You go through a lot emotionally, mentally, and it can become a financial burden as well. Fed Up Wives is my nonprofit organization that's set to help wives of incarcerated inmates. To contact Fed Up Wives, you can email fedupwives.org at gmail.com or you can call 770-927-8011. Now back to the show. And of course, I normally have a meme of the day, but today I have a quote. This quote is from Malcolm X. Concerning nonviolence, is it criminal to teach a man not to defend himself when he is the constant victim of brutal attacks? And again, this is the quote of the day from Malcolm X. Thank you again for tuning in to episode four of season two. Coming this August 13th, a true crime podcast called Milk and Cereal with myself and my best friend. We'll be talking about America's most infamous serial killers. So join us each and every Saturday morning for Breakfast and Murder. Both Wetlock Chronicles podcast and Milk and Cereal True Crime podcast are a part of 1329 Media and Production Company, RT Brand, LLC, and Extra Entertainment. Wetlock Chronicles podcast will still be dropping each and every Friday and Sunday with season three beginning September 4th. What started out as a beautiful day in the city of Buffalo has turned into a terrible day and one of tremendous heartbreak for every member of our community. We have suffered a mass shooting with multiple casualties and several people injured. This is the worst nightmare that any community can face. The shooter was not from this community. In fact, the shooter traveled hours from outside this community to perpetrate this crime on the people of Buffalo. So now we're going to jump into my thoughts. I have never known of a black racist mass shooter. I spent a good part of yesterday researching to find one, just one. And found nothing. Now we can pull a few names like John Allen Muhammad, Lee Boyd, known as the DC Sniper. Victims, men and women of various ethnicities. We can pull Brian Nichols, aka the courtroom killer. Victims, men and women of various ethnicities. We can go back further and pull Samuel Little, 93 victims, all women sexual crimes. 
Henry Lewis Walker, known as the Taco Bell Strangler, 10 women, sexual crimes. I can take it a step further and say Wayne Williams. Although Wayne Williams has never been charged nor convicted with the killings of all of those children at all. Wayne Williams now sits in prison and has been serving over 30 years for the alleged murders of Nathaniel and Jimmy, which we all know for the past 30 plus years, um, we don't believe it. But out of all the names that I call, they are considered serial killers, not racist mass shooters. And again, I have yet to find a racist black mass shooter. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And if I am, please, please feel free to send me that information. I would love to read about it, research. I would love to be corrected on this fact because it's a fact that I cannot find. In my opinion, majority of black Serial killers are crimes of sexual assault, which leads to death due to strangulation, etc. They are not considered hate crimes, although, although, hopefully in the near future, it will be considered a hate crime because it is something towards a specific people. Women, no matter what color, it's women. I do personally feel like it should be considered a hate crime because it's definitely against a specific group of people, but it is not. So we're going to keep it real. When have you known for a black child to wake up in the morning, go to school and start shooting and murdering his classmates, his teachers, his associates? When have you known for a black child to sit in a Bible study and turn around and kill the members of the church? When have you known for a black child to go to a movie theater and just start killing people? When have you known for a black child to go and start bombing abortion clinics, doctor's offices, supermarkets, stores, whatever? When have you? All of these hate crimes all of these racially motivated hate crimes are just that they are stemmed from hate which is taught which festers which ponders which plans which kills and which destroys when a black man such as brian nichols goes off the rails it's because of the fear of the justice system it's the voice in every black man's head, every black woman's head, that the system is against you. The system does not have your back. All the injustices that black people face is what plays into the back of your head. This is not a cause of hate. This is a cause of being hated. This is when the fight or flight instinct kicks in. And by no means am I making excuses. I've said that for every episode, these are my opinions. This is how I feel about it. Um, 
but by no means am I making excuses for any of these acts that were committed against people that have affected families and continue to affect families. I am not making excuses. I am merely giving my opinions and I am giving facts. These white kids are born and taught hate. They're born to hate anything outside of their race. And with that, they create devastation. Once the devastation is over, they walk out without a hair out of place, a scratch on them, clothes intact and all, and it is extremely sickening to watch. Black men and women are beat for traffic stops, walks home from stores, selling cigarettes on the corner, knees on the neck, shots through windows, getting arrested and turning up dead in less than 24 hours. But none of these people posed a crime towards another individual. None of them. Nothing towards another human being. And yet what they did ended in their death. And this 18-year-old white kid kills 10 people while streaming live and is handled with absolute care. I could go back and forth. I could bitch about it. I could bitch about everything that's wrong with this. Every part of this. But what does that do? I am com completely convinced that this world will never change. It will never change until it destroys itself, recharges, and rebuilds. This place that we call the land of the free, the home of the brave, this is America, this is a wonderful place to be, a wonderful country, is complete damaged goods. And we know what happens with damaged goods. I do not see, I do not see change. I do not ever see change. Now, every day, it's about personal survival and protecting your families because each one of us go to the grocery store, each one of us goes to the post office, kids go to school, hate is in these hallways, hate is in these parking lots, and hate is going to continue to plot, plan, fester, and kill. It is my personal thought that if everything happens for a reason, if everybody's story is already written, if people are here as sacrificial lambs to invoke change, what is happening with the change? So many lives have been lost. So many advocates' lives have been lost. So many marches, so many protests, um, so many rallies. Nothing has changed. As I get older, it gets worse. It gets worse. Growing up, you heard about it. You might have saw it here and there, but this is a this is a, a reoccurrence, and it's the norm. It's becoming the norm. Why aren't these sacrifices making a difference? Why is hate still in control? Hate is still in control because it's taught. Nobody's coming out the womb hating anybody. It's taught. And it's, it's a continued lesson for generations after generations after generations after generations. It's not stopping. What are we supposed to do? It's 
it's as if we're living in a constant war zone because of a color of your skin, not your personality. They don't know your story. They don't know your struggle. They don't know your up and downs. They don't know anything about you past what they're taught about the color of your skin. Black people have endured so much. We know how to deal with it. We know how to turn the other cheek. We know how to keep it moving. We know how to keep going. We know how to keep rebuilding, starting over. What we do not do is get suited and booted and go into schools, churches, gyms, supermarkets, and just start killing people out of hatred. We don't. And we have endured hate for so long. We are the hated and we are the targeted. But yet, we do not commit any of these acts out of hate. None. None. So my advice of the day, guys, is to stay aware. Stay woke. And stay safe. Those are my thoughts, guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for joining me on episode four of season two. Again, this was something totally different. This was out of the norm, but I wanted to take this time to dedicate this episode to those families, those victims, and the entire community um, in Buffalo, New York from yesterday's events. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. I will continue to keep you in my prayers as I hope you continue to keep me in yours. Thank you again. This is still episode four of season two. I'm, I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm mad because I never would have thought it would have happened here in the city of Buffalo. The sad part is if it had been a black man shooting up people, he would have been dead by now. The shooter is not dead. They were going about their daily lives, left in the morning, and had every expectation that they'd be home at night with their families, like all of us are in pain, dealing with the aftermath of this horrible, racist, violent attack on our community updates guys please don't forget to visit the patreon account you have to actually subscribe to it i'm not asking you guys to but i'm asking you to check it out um i love the patreon account that i have i'm able to update all my episodes update news clippings whatever i talk about here on here i don't talk about on here you can find it on patreon under wetlock chronicles podcast if you want to join the show, if you want to do an interview, you want to share your story, your loved one's story, uh, you're the voice of someone um, who's incarcerated, please email me at wetlockchroniclespodcast at gmail.com. I would love to have you on this show. Freedom Fest, July 2nd at Grant Park from 5 to 8 p.m. This is somewhere you need to be if you want to advocate for your family, if you want to share their story, if you want to share your story. This will be a very monumental event for the city of Atlanta. Hopefully, it will continue on year after year. I am definitely glad that I was um, asked to be a part of this. Um, this is something special, guys. This is definitely something special. Um, we have vending and all kinds of things going on. So again, if you 
want to participate in the Freedom Fest, please contact Demita Bishop. You can find her under Demita Bishop on all social media platforms. Um, the email is demetabishop.fair at yahoo.com. And again, July 2nd, Grant Park from 8, I'm sorry, from 5 to 8 p.m. Coming in August, me and my best friend will start a true crime podcast called Milk and Cereal, where we will be covering America's most infamous serial killers. And also coming this fall, myself and my, my play brother, Brandon, will be doing the Third Side podcast. And it's going to also talk about a lot of true crime stories, but we're going to kind of get more in-depth with these stories. These stories will be several episodes dedicated to each person that we talk about with a little twist to it, a little fun. Brandon is hilarious, so you're going to get a little fun side um, to it as well as, you know, our side of the story, their side of the story. There's three sides to every story, and we will be telling the third side. Also, guys, something very important. Um... I don't know if you guys remember the episode I did about Ashley Morgan and John Kite. Well, Ashley's daughter, Brooklyn, has been missing. Um, she is a runaway juvenile. She is from Nassau, I'm sorry, Nassau County in Florida. She's supposed to be here in Atlanta. Um, Ashley is a 16-year-old white female, 5'2", brown eyes, 120 pounds, Um. Please help me find her, guys. She's somewhere in Atlanta. If you have any information on where she is, please contact me. I personally would do everything I can to pick her up myself if I have to. But this is a 16-year-old kid, guys. And we all know what comes with this type of situation. So please, please, if you go to my social media account, if you go to the um podcast website I mean, i'm sorry podcast um social media platforms even the patreon account her flyer will be there please pass it around spread the word and help me find um brooklyn it is very very imperative her mother is incarcerated i can only imagine what she's feeling right now not knowing where her daughter is what's going on with her daughter again she's 16 year old 16 years old guys so please 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 if you can spread the word help me find brooklyn um also the bonus episodes will be dropping once a month now I have so many things on my plate so many amazing opportunities that are coming my way and so I do not have the time <laughs> to do bonus episodes as much as I was before, but I definitely will be bringing back JoJo and Michelle. You know, our, our schedules have been conflicting. A lot has been going on in between each one of our lives, but yes, I will bring them back. They will be a part of bonus episodes that will only be um, once a month. The regular episodes still will be Sunday at 7 p.m., and that's all that I have, guys. It's all I have for the updates. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and joining me um, for season two. This is episode four. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, this is something that I wanted to do. It's a bit different. Next Sunday, everything will be back, you know, with the regular episodes. But I had to dedicate this episode to those 10 lives that were lost yesterday. Um and again, I thank you guys for tuning in. I will continue to keep you in your prayer, keep you in my prayers, as I hope you keep me in yours. Thank you again for tuning in. This is episode four of season two. Thank you guys for joining me on yet another part of my journey. 
To follow this podcast, you can find it on Facebook and Instagram under Wetlock Chronicles Podcast, Twitter Wetlock Podcast, and be sure to subscribe to the show's YouTube channel by clicking the link in the show's description. To get updates on season two, live episodes, discussion forums, and much more, visit wetlockchronicles.com. You can also get the link to sign the petition for Matthew Baker Jr. within the show's description. Thank you guys again for joining me. Please stay blessed, stay safe, and welcome to Wetlock. You can find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts.